Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. And welcome to the Billboard Charpy Podcast. Gary Trust here with a person whose name you know, but maybe not for being a big charts fan. A celebrity blogger, celebrity himself, Perez Hilton. Welcome to the podcast, Perez. Hello. And fellow podcaster myself. And I have one too. Find that on iTunes. People know, uh, they know one side of you probably from the whole celebrity blogging side, but I'm not sure how many uh, people ever really uh, talk to you in depth about music. And the main reason you're on the podcast here is I was told you're a huge charts fan. So first of all, yeah. is, that tr is that true? Absolutely. I used to go to the shopping mall in back of my house when I was a teenager and I would buy Billboard magazine. <laughs> and it was really expensive back then. I think it might still be very expensive. I don't know. Oh, I was going to say, there's a bunch of us at Billboard who used to read it in like a cigar store or in a library because we loved it, same same as you, but but couldn't afford it. It was like six ninety nine back then. That was, it, that was exactly. That, that's how much it was. Yeah, absolutely. So... You know, I, I probably know more about music and um, things related to that than I do about anything else. Like, you name a song and I can likely tell you what year it came out and how it did or didn't do or who wrote it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I probably don't know as much as you or Keith Caulfield, but... <laughs> No, I'm 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 just a, 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 a not a fan, not not a pro. Pro. <laughs> all, all, all chart fans are good. We we, we welcome everybody. Um, was it was it actually was it music overall? Was it actually uh, chart activity that you liked uh, about Billboard? What actually drew you to, to read uh, Billboard every week? I liked it all. I mean, I also liked that not only was I learning about what was doing well, but also learning about what was doing well internationally right. that was appealing to me because at that point I didn't even have a computer. I didn't get a computer until I was a senior in college. <laughs> that's the big I, that's the big scoop so far. No one's gonna believe that for us. It's true. Up until my senior year of college, I would function on a brother word processor <laughs> and I graduated college in 2000 so up until 99 2000 I just had a brother word processor so I mean I would have access to the internet but I would have to go to computer labs remember right. those yeah. things 
so in the 90s, when I was in high school, without a computer, Billboard was a great way for me to be informed and also to discover new music domestically and internationally, because I've always loved all music, and I always sought it out, and not just what was being played on radio. So you were born in 1978, and does, does that mean your your favorite music is is from your early to mid teens, which is is what we hear most people when they're uh, 13, 14, 15. That's the music you you first get into really deeply, and then take with you for the rest of your lives. That, that would put you in the in the early to mid 90s as your your musical heyday. Yes and no. I actually first really fell in love with music at age six years old. That was when I went to my first concert ever, and it was a transformative experience for me. It was 1984. I went to go see the then, still, Miami Sound Machine. Ah. didn't have the Gloria Stefan in front of the, the name at that point. Right. It was when their Primitive Love album had come out. She was doing well internationally and nationally, but in Miami, she was it. I begged my parents to take me to the concert, and we went, and for the and, and this is such a long time ago that people some still do this, but it was more common in the sixties, seventies, and eighties to have a concert with an intermission. And I remember that the concert had an intermission, and then after the second act was over and it was time for the encore, Gloria Stefan sang conga, and she invited everybody up on stage who wanted to sing and dance the conga with her to go up on stage. And of course, instead of sitting in my seat, I ran up on stage and did the conga with Gloria Stefan at six years old. <laughs> and that was when I knew I was different than most other kids because that really was such a transformative experience for me. And also around that age is when I also just start having memories that are powerful and ingrained in my brain, specifically about Madonna. Like, I cannot remember a world or my life without her. And she and Gloria were my two and Janet Jackson also, my right. two biggest idols. And that was from the mid to late 80s. Then what happened for me in the early and mid 90s was my tastes evolved, and I would say maybe even um, became a little bit more sophisticated from just, you know, mainstream pop to a little bit cooler pop. Like in the mid and late 90s is when I discovered three of my favorite females that are still three of my favorites to this day. That's Tori Amos, Jewel, and Sarah McLaughlin. Oh. And of course I loved Alanis Morissette like everybody else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I discovered Jewel before her album was successful. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning and I was listening to the college radio station and it was 95 and her album didn't take off, I think, till '96. Yeah, I, re so I, I, rem I, re I remember it at my college station too. It was just like it was like in a bin, and no one was playing it. Same, same thing. Well, I love it, and, then, and when that happens, like you feel such a sense of discovery. Right. And I've been fortunate enough in my life and career to have discovered a lot of great artists at the beginning of their career, and to be able to have uh, played a part in in helping them and championing them. Everybody from you know, Amy Winehouse to Adele, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga. Um, I would never take credit for anybody's success, but, 
you know, a lot of people repeatedly tell me, oh, I first heard so-and-so on your website, or I discovered so-and-so through you, and, and that means so much to me because I love music. It's my greatest passion in life, and I really do believe that sharing is caring. That's one of the reasons why, you know, over the last few years, I have been releasing these music compilation albums. I released them, like, twice a year. They're called Pop Up, and they're kind of like my answer to now that's what they call music, or now that's what you call music, right. uh, because I think that in the U.S. especially, not really, just in the U.S., the, the rest of the world is a lot better at this, but radio in America sucks. It's not like this in other parts of the world. Like in the U.K., in the U.K., Radio 1 will play all different kinds of music. They'll even play unsigned artists that don't have a label deal. That's practically unheard of in the U.S. You know, radio programmers here claim that they have, you know, call-outs and statistics and research and studies that, that, that show, that verify that people don't want variety in right. music. But I just don't believe that. There are, certain, to... there are certain formats that are more open to it. Like you're in Los Angeles, KCSN, KCRW. They, they really make their living off new music. But those are more niche, uh, AAA, adult alternative stations. Yeah, commercial radio is, is all about playing the hits. It's, it's competition for, for our attention. But I believe in the 90s that those same formats and those same stations just played more volume of artists. They played more artists. Now they just don't play as many. Well, that, that's, that, that's because all we had then was our, our brother word processors. It was the only other thing <laughs> we could do other than listen to radio. But I still think, and not even think, it's still such an important part in the equation. Right. I mean, I'm a person of the Internet, and I know the power of it. You can accomplish a lot without radio play, but you won't accomplish enough without radio play. Like one of the greatest examples is, or two of the greatest examples, two of my favorites, Robin and Marina and the Diamonds. Um, you know, Robin, I mean, Robin got some radio airplay, but Marina got almost zero radio airplay yeah. in the U.S. Right. But despite that, she was able to really build a following in America and do really well for herself. Like the last time I saw Marina in concert, she played at the Shrine here in Los Angeles, which uh, was sold out. And that's 5,000 people. Like she did that without radio. Just imagine if radio had gotten behind her. Yeah, at this point, when, when radio becomes a part of the equation, that just solidifies everything. I think, if anything, it's it's great that people can now break in so many different ways, whether it's through an online following or you know, Vine. There, there's so many different ways. And then if you can still get radio, that can totally take you home and, and make you a, a, as big as you can be. But I still think you need it, unfortunately. Like, I, I think it's essential. Yeah. Um, you know, look, another example. I love years and years. <laughs> Their song, King, was a huge international smash last right. year, except in America. <laughs> like, I just don't understand how a song can be a hit everywhere around the world, except the U.S. Yeah, you know, like, it, what is up to that? It, the U.S. has always been a little less open to dancey pop. Some of those uh, sounds, they're, sometimes are bigger in Europe and not in the U.S. And that's kind of a perfect example. Uh, Marine and the Diamonds, too, kind of that ethereal pop. It doesn't always work as well in the U.S. It just must be a culture taste thing, I guess. <sighs> I'm, so, I'm sorry Ooh. about that. You're, you're in the wrong country, Prez. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Apparently. <laughs> no, but, but, but I do believe that if given the opportunity that people really do want new music, if radio did all of a sudden start playing a bunch of variety, true variety of new music, even addition to the hits, I don't think people would tune out. I don't think they would change the station. If it's a good song, they're going to stay tuned. Yeah, I, you know, that's a battle that it's not even just a, 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 a discussion of now. That, that's long been a discussion about radio, and it's, it's always the battle between labels trying to get radio to play more, and the radio station's job is to get ratings by playing the hits. So there's always that back and forth, and I, I think true music fans always, like you, like me, always wish that radio would play a little bit more new music. So so, so there's your vote. Your, your, your vote hopefully counts. If, if radio it would only help listening. them because if they help break more artists, then they have more people that owe them favors that will play at all of their events yeah. and their Christmas concerts and their yeah. summer concerts and all of that stuff. Chris, as, as a Charts fan, I want to make sure you know that you're a part of Hot 100 history uh, in a couple different ways. Um, I am? Well, sort of. You, you were in the video for Rihanna's S&M. Yes. You played... That, that was... Amazing. You played I, I would happily beat her bitch anytime. <laughs> I was gonna say pet on a leash, but show sure that. So, so you've been you've been number one that way. If we if we consider uh, you as a part of the video, you've you've had a number one hit that way, very indirectly, but a part of it. <laughs> and the other part is you were on Glee. You guessed it on Glee, and I'll, I'll test your chart knowledge, uh, Prez. Do you know what record the Glee cast holds in Billboard Hot 100 history? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, they had a ton of chart charting singles and yeah. compilations, but I, I don't know what one record they hold. No, um, you're, you're you're on the right track. They hold the record uh, for the most Hot 100 hits by any act all time. They had 207 Hot 100 hits. Wow. I yeah. recently saw a stat that maybe Aretha Franklin is definitely in the top five, right? She has the. She still has the most Hot 100 hits among women. Taylor Swift is close to passing yeah, and her. Taylor, I saw that. So it's like, yeah. So yeah. Taylor Swift had something like 80-something. Yeah, I think it's 73 to 69. But Taylor's still so young in, 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 in the trajectory of her career, and I think she's going to have just a whole bunch more. 
Yeah, and it's a different time, too, because album uh, cuts can chart on the Hot 100. In the past, they couldn't, but... Yeah. Although I do, and, and I'm not to discredit, I'm it's not discrediting, any, discrediting anybody else. I love that I think almost every single one of those charting singles for Taylor Swift, it was just her as the, the only artist without right. anybody else featured. And probably the same is true with Aretha, but nowadays, you know, a lot of... Like, Rihanna is the queen of collabs, and probably, I would say, almost even the majority uh, or close to the majority of Rihanna's hits are, you know, featured on that person's song or her with this person or that person or whatever, you know. I just want to get into you as a person uh, overall for a few minutes because I'm sure a lot of people listening, uh, they know they know how you got started. They know that it's not a secret that you've attracted uh, negative attention over the years. And you know, from everything I've read, you it was about five years ago. You, you kind of had a change of heart about uh, where you you said you didn't you didn't want to be nasty to people. You kind of changed everything and and bullying was a part of that you saw how how that had uh, become so much more prominent is that is that pretty accurate to, to say that you you look at how you started a little bit differently uh, now as opposed to to uh, when you first became a name absolutely i mean i have tons of regrets i wish i could do so many things differently and i actually would you know a lot of people would say oh i i wouldn't do anything differently because it all led me to where i am but it truly makes me feel more than just sad. Like I, I feel shame and regret that along the way I purposefully caused pain and hurt to other people for you know attention and and page views. Um, with age comes confidence. Like I am confident now that I could have still and would have been successful without having to do all of that. But when I was younger, I didn't know better. And, you know, there's that great quote from Maya Angelou, when you know better, you do better. And there just came a point where I said, you know what? People are viewing me in a certain way, and that's not who I really am. That's not who I am in my heart. And I need to stop hiding behind this character that I created and show the world that they're real me. And that's what I've been trying to do over the last few years. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking at your Instagram and Twitter and we just think you're the most normal family man who's maybe not even involved in pop culture at all. You post a lot of pictures of, of your two really adorable uh, children. Well, I'm a proud dad, and I think that's what normal parents do. They post kids' photos. <laughs> <laughs> Are there still uh, a lot of celebrities who you don't have a good relationship at this point because of what you may have uh, uh, written uh, snarkily uh, in, in your blog or on your website, or have you have you made up with a lot of people? Have a lot of people made up with you? What's, what's your status overall, would you say? Well, I mean, yes, and yes to both. <laughs> I have made up with a lot of people, and I still upset people just by sharing my opinion. Perfect example, earlier last earlier, not this month, but last month in June, I went to Vegas to see a couple of shows. I saw the Mariah Carey Vegas show and I saw the J-Lo Vegas show. And I expressed my opinion that I enjoyed the, the Mariah Vegas show better and J-Lo's camp was not happy with that because they had arranged a meet and greet and then they weren't happy that I, quote, trashed the show. But I didn't trash the show. I just said I enjoyed the Mariah one better and I gave the reasons why. And I said I still enjoyed the J-Lo show but having seen both on consecutive nights, this is why I enjoyed this one better. And they were not happy with me. And then I was bummed by that because, oh, gosh, I'm, 
I'm bummed. I genuinely love J Lo. <laughs> yeah, is it weird now too when uh, some of these celebrities you may have written about, maybe not in the most flattering light, as you become a celebrity yourself, you've gotten to know a lot of them. Has that caused any any weirdness with you? Like maybe you didn't think oh, at the yeah. beginning that you it, would get to know these people. It definitely causes weirdness, and it's definitely difficult at times. But I've also changed my thinking a lot in that I don't view celebrities as my friends. Some of them might be really good acquaintances, and maybe some of them might be friends, uh, but I still have a job to do, and I'm not going to start censoring myself if I'm not being mean or nasty, and I wasn't in my review of J-Lo's show. I mean, a few years ago, I went to go see Madonna in concert. She's my number one, my ultimate idol, and I even made a video where I said, Madonna plays guitar too much in her show. And you want to know how she responded to that? She invited me the next night to her concert again to see it. And then in the middle of her show, she dedicated a song to me on guitar. <laughs> <laughs> has uh, Gloria Stefan brought you back up on stage since, since you were six? She has. It yeah. was amazing. It was also a magical moment. She not only brought me up on stage, she brought my mom up on stage, just the two of us, to dance and sing the conga with her. I've, I've been able to just do the most amazing magical things in my life and I'm so grateful for everything and some of my most prized possessions are many of the gold and platinum plaques that artists have sent me I have a lot of them in my collection I have a couple from Adele I have a couple from Lady Gaga I have one from Amy Winehouse one from the Jonas Brothers one from Eric Hutchinson one from Icona Pop I'm trying to think of which other ones I have. A few. The Bieber one as well. (laughs) Do you have a good relationship with Bieber? I used to, but uh, he makes it so hard to like him now. I love his talent. I don't like how he behaves a lot of the time. And yes, he's only 22, but, you know, a lot of 22-year-olds don't behave how he behaves, even the ones that are in the spotlight. He's living his life and doing what he wants, but at the same time, I just know he has such a real talent, and why would you want to, like, have people think of you in a negative light? Like, Selena Gomez, his ex-girlfriend, she's making so many right decisions these days, and she's still living life and having fun, um, but doing it in a smart and cool way. Well, it might be just like the same for you, Perez. Just just time, maturity, uh, different perspective. Yeah. True. True. You, uh, I also do miss the pre-social media days when it was just different. I, I absolutely think one of the problems for Beaver is social media. Like He needs to just take several steps back post a lot less and live his life a little bit more <laughs> so you're, you're telling someone that they should be in the pop culture spotlight less but Perez Hilton just said that yes absolutely. It's, it's, I, I'm fully honest all the time to everybody even Taylor Swift I was talking about this on my podcast this week my co-host says you love Taylor Swift too much you can't be honest with her I said yes I can and I'm honest to her face I was able to go see her stadium tour last 
summer, and she wanted to say hi afterwards, which I was very flattered by, and, and I, I went and I spoke to her, and this was right after the Bad Blood music video, right. and I told her, oh my gosh, this needs to be the end of this album cycle, and take a break and then release a new album in the fall uh, or, or winter and or third quarter, fourth quarter 2016. And she's like, no, I'm releasing another single. And then she goes and releases three more singles after Bad Blood. <laughs> Seven singles total. That was three too many. I mean, sure, Wildest Dreams did well. But I, I really would have preferred, I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm not the artist, but she would have gone out on a much bigger high and left people really wanting more after Bad Blood and then given them more space and, 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 and been less in the spotlight and... And then her comeback would have been even bigger. Like she's she's not taken that much of a step back, which could backfire. But I don't think it will, just because she. I think there is no smarter musician in the game right now than Taylor Swift. Yeah. And uh, and Adele clearly is not even playing the game. So she's in a league of her own. <laughs> well, those are like the two opposite ways to play it. You can there's the two extremes right there: the, the mystery of, of leaving people wanting more, and the opposite being here I am uh, every day. Here's a new Instagram pic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Taylor is very smart because she doesn't do it every day, and and she is still very visible in public, but not like Justin Bieber who. He, he normally posts six photos a day or something like that. It's just too much. We might know more by the time this uh, posts on Billboard.com, Perez, but at the moment, as we tape this uh, on July 6th, what's your take on Hiddle Swift? <laughs> um, well, I think that she will join him in uh, New Zealand, I believe, is where they're filming the new Thor movie. She's got time off, and she's going to make the most of it. Um, They've already been all over the world together, from Rhode Island to the UK to Italy. Um, so I think you know she she deserves a break and and she needs one. I think instead of the public, because I, I I think she's such a phenomenal talent. I I don't want her to come back unless until she's ready to top what she just did. You know, unfortunately, it didn't pan out that way for Katy Perry. Her last album did well, and the, the, the tour did exceptionally well, but by all accounts, it didn't do as well as Teenage Dream. Whereas with Taylor Swift, from the beginning of her career, every single album she's managed to pop herself yeah. and each one has grown and been bigger and bigger and bigger and I still think she has the potential and ability to do that at least one more time there are, you know there are only so many artists who can sell enough albums at this point to to really make a living on a huge level in terms of yeah. of income well, they can make what's your what's your view maybe, of that maybe I'm just old not maybe i'm definitely old i'm 38 and i remember when people paid for music and i still pay for music the songs that i enjoy and the albums that i enjoy i buy them on itunes even if i get free copies and also that's just because i'm lazy and sometimes like downloading the free copies i get from labels is a pain <laughs> in the butt so it's it's quick 
quicker for me to just buy the album or EP or single on iTunes. And I also like buying it because I want to support those artists. And yeah. I feel it's, it's an important message and reminder to people that you need to pay for this. And I don't think that streaming is the answer. I think actually streaming is hurting the music industry. It's a temporary fix, but I ultimately think the best way to fix music and to fix the industry is to have all the labels in conjunction with the government say, you know what? No more streaming. Sorry. And we're going to crack down on people then who start illegally downloading. People will find out you're going to get fined if you do it too much. You can, you know, be sued. If you do it way too much, you can go to jail. I don't know that you can un undo the tide, uh, Prez, of, of streaming. The whole generation has now grown up. Uh, Condition to stream music, hopefully pay pay the the, the, the ten bucks a month. But I, I don't know if not if even. We can go I, back I, I bet you the majority of the people that listen to Spotify listen to the free service. I mean, I don't know the actual stat on that one, but the the young people probably don't even want to pay to stream. Right. They want to they want to stream for free. Well, then and, it's a matter of it's a matter of changing the subscription uh, the model as opposed to getting rid of streaming, it's finally a way to, to, to compensate artists, which has been a part of music history for, for decades. I just think, as Adele has proven, as Taylor Swift has proven, if the music is good, people will buy it. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the best and most amazing stats about Adele was not only the volume of albums she sold, but people are still buying physical CDs. Right. I think more than half of hers were physical CDs sold. Well, she's the interesting case because we, we always say her appeal is ages 8 to 80, and there just aren't that many acts. You know, Celine Dion used to be like that in the 90s. People who could appeal to the younger audience and the adult uh, consumers. I know. Well, I love that you're a big, uh, big music fan, Perez. I, I, I think a lot of people listening may not have realized that. And going back to, uh, to six years old when it started, you've you've never stopped uh, doing the conga since then. <laughs> no, and I, I do it every day. I love music. Even today, when we're taping this podcast, it is International Kissing Day or International Kiss Day, and, and Snapchat has this this these few actually filters for it and literally I hear the word kiss and 30 songs come to mind so I just had to do like a few lip sync videos to that <laughs> theme <laughs> I, I, I just I interpret the world through song well that is great what um, what's next for you I, I know you had said at one point a few years ago you wanted to retire by age 35 but obviously uh, we're, we're past that <laughs> What's what, what's in, what's in your future? Well, I'm doing my podcast and really enjoying that because the feedback I've gotten from people is just really special. As I'm sure you've you've discovered, like there's something about people that consume this media, which is longer form, right. um, where you form a really special bond with folks. So I'm running the podcast, and, and um, if you want to check mine out, it's play.it slash Perez, or on iTunes, it's the Perez Hilton Podcast. So I've got that. It comes out once a week. We've been doing it a year and have not missed a single week. We don't take time off. <laughs> I'm also um, I'm doing a lot of acting, which is super fun. Um, tonight, 
so it has happened, but I'm on more than one episode. So tonight I'm on an episode of Another Period on Comedy Central, ah. which is kind of like an American spoof of Downton Abbey. And I'm going to be on a second episode later this summer. I'm also going to be having a fun little cameo in the AbFab movie, and that comes out later this month in the U.S. as well. Um, and I've got a lot of more fun acting things uh, that I'm doing. It's, it's, all, it's not even almost. It's a complete 360, because when I was a little 18-year-old boy from Miami, I went to school at New York University's Tisch School of the Arts to study acting. And I got sidetracked along the way, so it's really nice to get to do my day job, which I still love, and I'm so thankful for that I get to enjoy what I do on the daily. And it's great then also that I get to, you know, act again and do all these other things for fun. Do you ever take time off, Pris? I know you. We said we, you have a lot of you know, pictures you're posting with your kids. Do you do you have normal family downtime? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I work every single day, even on my days off and even on vacation. Uh, but what's great is I get to work from home, so I'm around my kids all the time. And I definitely make sure to take a lot of breaks throughout the day to do things with my children, like play break or, um, you know, I, I try to give them every single night their baths and, and bedtime. And we have a pool in my new house in Los Angeles. We moved back from New York City. We were there for two and a half years. And I love the pool. And I try to get in with my kids almost every single day. Because when you're in the pool, especially with young children, you are present. You have to be present. Right. And there's no distraction. And it's a really special bonding time for us. Well, this was really fun, Prez. It was fun to, to talk music with you. It's fun to hear that you, you own uh, you know, your past a little bit, some things you're not proud of, and you, you come right out and, and say, I, I could have been nicer about this. You really seem to be in a, in a good place with yourself and, and how to treat people, and that's, that's just nice to hear above everything else. Well, thank you, and I'm a huge fan of uh, everybody at Billboard. I know a lot of people that work there, and... Um, I'm honored to be on your podcast, so thank you. Whenever you want to come back, Perez, discuss the charts, happy to have you. Well, let's do it. Call me again in a few months. <laughs> happy summer. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Perez. Thank you. Have a good one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 